Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs. Big day today in the lab, as always, but an even bigger guest. But before we get to that, we'll go around the table as usual. Just say hello to the fellas. Tom, what up? Not too much, brother. Um, excited to be here, as usual. As usual. Um, we have a very big guest on today, um, a product of Alberta, doing big things in the, worlds of, the world of sports. And yeah, just pumped up to get the chat going. Love it. Over to the right of me. First time in a while. Codes, what up? I uh, knew that was going to happen just <laughs> so you don't throw me under the bus for a guest. I've been here and there, but due to recent things, you had to get me in the lab today because this podcast means a lot to me and also my Uncle Kurt. Um, uncle Kurt is my uncle at work, um, not related whatsoever, but there's three things that Uncle Kurt likes, and that's pickled veggies, homemade jerky, and sports center at nine o'clock. And that's the only thing I've watched for the last seven years, I think, in the morning, is whoever has accompanied our next guest on TSN Sports Center. So I'm super excited. I love it. Absolutely. And that being said, today our guest is sports reporter, co-host of sport of TSN Sports Center, Alberta's very own Natasha Stanishevsky. What's happening? Woo! <laughs> I get a prize. You guys are really pumping me up here. I don't know if I deserve all this uh, high praise. Well, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, I guess I'll take it. You have to. Jay and Dan aren't doing it right now, so I mean, we'll we'll, we'll take that role. (laughs) That is true. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to do this. Oh, absolutely. It's our pleasure. We're so excited to have you on today. Awesome. So what's happening with you right now? I mean, you're stuck in the house, dealing with with the quarantine and just loving life, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm literally stuck in the house, obviously. Um, I'm here uh, by myself, which is a little different. I, you know, you hear people stuck with their parents or their spouses or their kids and they're complaining and there's issues with that, but there's also kind of issues with being by yourself, right? Like it gets a little lonely, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm keeping busy. I'm reading, catching up on a little bit of TV. I have a puzzle going which I know is kind of nerdy and I'm taking flack for but I don't care it keeps me busy <laughs> thank you now we're big lovers of puzzles over here yeah we, we have a 9,000 piece puzzle upstairs that's maybe attached oh. about 18 pieces yeah. and it's just sitting in a <laughs> yeah, giant pile so no we feel you on that but we'll get to it one day thousand puzzle just a thousand you guys a nine thousand is that what you said my roommate yeah. bought a nine thousand piece puzzle because he thought he was going to be like locked in the house for months and he's done one line and it's just sat there for a month so right. yeah i mean it's a project a long-term project probably never know. going to be completed three and i'm kind of loving them like i same thing i was like oh my god we're gonna be locked in forever so i started ordering puzzles and books and just stuff to do so <laughs> Yeah, just trying to, I mean, I'm working out, I'm getting out for walks, I'm doing kind of what everybody else is doing, too. I feel like a thousand-piece puzzle is pretty manageable. I've Cody and I have put together a couple puzzles doing planning about uh-huh. the plot and uh-huh. life and everything. And right. But, like, 9,000 is, like, nine times as many pieces of that, like, similar color of blue that the sea is that I just think cranks up the order of magnitude of difficulty. Yeah. What is it of? It's like an old... Send you a picture. We'll, send, yeah. we'll put a picture on the Instagram and tag you in it. It's off the chain. It's basically just different shades of blue. It's like a sea. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like the ship's leaving like the last battle with Napoleon. Like, yeah. It's like an old oil painting. It, it, it's just going to be a nightmare to put together. Like, there's no way it will ever get done. So, yeah. we'll see. Good luck with that, guys. Yeah. I don't know that's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. But can we cut this puzzle talk in half right now? Yeah, Natasha, did you happen to get your hands on one of those practice putting greens everyone's seeing on the internet by chance as well when you were ordering all of your goods? No, I haven't. So you're telling me you have not been practicing your skills while at home in quarantine, so... You know, literally, the I think it was the very first week. Um, so, oh, Cabot. Cabot um, asked, asked me to do this putting challenge where basically you just like make up a course in your 
living room doing using whatever you had and just like make a putt and post it on Instagram. So that's the only thing that I've done golf related since this has started Are you other than longingly out my window and uh, wish I was walking on some course somewhere. Oh, yeah. You and us bowls. Is it, yeah. is it, uh, well, I mean, it's still, like you said, just snowed out there, but have they made it non-essential or are they keeping them open when they're not, it's everything's shut down here. I mean, yeah, it same. hasn't even actually been that warm here to even golf. Like it's hasn't really, I don't think it's gone above 10 all of for all of April yet. So it's not like if it was warmer outside, I feel like everybody would be really excited to go, but it's been a little chilly and no, everything is shut down yeah. as far as I know. I've heard of people sneaking onto a few courses, um, but they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> That was basically Tom and I's plan this previous weekend. We were like, you know what? Just bring up a couple balls and just go play a couple holes. Like, what are they going to do? Honestly, Kick me off? Yeah, sure. it was safer than us walking down that path. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've gone out, like, in where you're at. But, like, outside right now, like, we were walking through the River Valley. And it was like walking through West Ed. It was packed. Obviously, we were keeping our six-foot distance between each other because we just try not to risk it. But, like... Yeah, there's so much traffic out there, bikers coming up behind you, like, hey, like, yelling, breathing heavy, and you're like, okay, like, the golf course would be much safer than this if I was walking. That's the main argument, right? Out of all the things that you could get going again, it's golf, or even open the course to let people just walk on it, because Mm -hmm. you're right, it's so crowded everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, It would make sense to me that they open them again. I get the argument against it, but I still feel like they should... People are going to go nuts, right? Like if this lasts for a long time, mental health is huge, right? Everyone keeps saying it and you need people to keep doing things um, and enjoying life somehow. So I feel like they should consider opening them again. But what better game than the game of life, right? Alaska (laughs) told me is that golf stands for the game Mm -hmm. of life first, right? Because you got to have your life in order to be good at golf. But realistically, golf is the journey of life, right? You set out on the first tee. You go through, you go through your highs, your lows, you make friends, you, you swear at the ball, you pick yourself up, you have your moment where you're the best. domestic. Yeah. And then <laughs> you, you wrap it up and depending on your beliefs, you may or may not try again, right? Like but <laughs> golf, you do get to try again. I've never heard of that. The game of life first. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, you, cool. Yeah, you, you'll you'll get learned something here on the Four Jack podcast for sure, Natasha. I'm going to learn a lot, you guys, because I haven't been golfing for that long, like maybe five-ish, six years. I've actually been playing like full rounds of golf, so I feel like I'm still still kind of pretty new to it. Okay. Um, yeah, it, actually, Four Jack, I had to look that up because I'm like, this has to mean something. What is it? And then I realized it's a four putt. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't... You might be one of the only people that actually figure yeah. that out as well to be honest she's a detective search yeah. i like yep. that and it can happen to anyone as we saw right like you saw tiger's four putt when you must just search that as well it must be popping off for jack tiger has to be one of yeah. the main search results for sure and our philosophy is like how do you bounce back after a four jack right like that's everybody's right. going to take one but then what do you do on the next tee box you get up there swing for the fences i usually just stuff. sweep it in like I'm done at that point. Break that thing <laughs> yeah. in. Like we're done. Let's go to the next one. The most important shot is the next shot. Isn't exactly. that what they say? Exactly. But when, Natasha, we don't have to get into golf yet. Like we mentioned, okay. like we mentioned earlier, you're from Edmonton, Alberta. Born and raised, yeah. yeah? Born and raised, yep. Do you have any brothers and sisters, big family in the area? Um, yeah, all of, most of my family is in Edmonton. I'm the oldest. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Uh, my parents are still in Edmonton. Um, uh, aunts, uncles, grandmas, most, most of them are in Edmonton. I have a few relatives in Calgary and Kelowna and Vancouver as well, but Edmonton is where it all started. Nice. And you, I read here, just doing a little research about you. You attended the university of Alberta. You finished your degree at the age of 26. And then is that when you realized that that wasn't what you wanted to do? I actually, um, you have the details a little bit wrong, but it's okay. So I went to university right after. This is why I don't do a pod about you. We had to get you on the horn. It's confusing. And there's a lot of, never believe anything you read on the internet, especially my Wikipedia page. There's a lot of things. I didn't even, I didn't even. We can fix that for you after this. We'll do some edits. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, after high school, I went straight to the U of A and I got a business degree. So I graduated when I was 22. So right after basically. Um, and then I went to work for a couple of years doing mostly HR, uh, staffing and a bit of marketing, stuff like that. And when I was 26, I realized I was pretty miserable, um, doing like a nine to five desk job. And I had always kind of thought about being a sports reporter, like in high school, I, even in junior high, I've kind of always had the idea in my head, but there weren't a lot of women doing it at the time. And it just seemed like a crazy idea to want to be on TV covering sports. But at that point, when I already had my degree, um, I was just like, well, I can always fall back on it. And I was just, yeah, I was so unhappy. I felt like I had kind of nothing to lose. So then I went to Nate and I got um, my two year TV diploma from Nate. Shout out Nate. I went off on my little adventure. Yeah. And what, and are you going to tell us about your little adventure, how we got, how we rose to the, the highest of sports broadcasting, right? Or are we just going to end it there and go with the old Seinfeld, you know, yada, 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 TSN. (laughs) We don't have to, we don't have to. No, 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 for sure. I will. Um, so yeah, but I guess my adventure, like when you first start, it's, I find anyways, or what all the teachers told us was it's better to go to a small market to kind of get your reps in and you get to do everything when you're in a small market, right? You get to shoot your own stuff, write your own highlights, you get to anchor, you'll do news, you'll do farming, you'll do whatever you can. So um, my first job was in Lloydminster for a couple months and then I ended up bouncing around um, to Regina, Yorkton, Prince Albert, Saskatoon, and then back to Edmonton. So I moved, I think it's like seven times in three years or something. I forget. I always lose count, but it was a lot of moving. Um, But it was awesome. Like I had a great time in Saskatchewan. Um, The people there are awesome, as you guys probably know. And yeah, I learned a ton. I got to do, I got to do everything. Uh, PA was my first sports job. I was covering, I did a a lot of, covered the Raiders, basically the WHL team there. That was my first legit team that I covered. And then I moved to Saskatoon and it was the Blades and a lot of football. Obviously the Riders are huge Mm -hmm. in uh, Saskatchewan. So I covered that in Saskatoon. And then uh, a job opened up in CTV Edmonton and uh, I moved back home for a couple of years, which yeah, it was kind of, it was weird because I was having such a great time in Saskatchewan. I almost didn't want to leave, but my goal was always to just get back to Edmonton. I just wanted to cover the Oilers and the Eskimos. And that was always my goal. And I don't know, spots just kind of even seemed to open up for me at the right time. Um, I just, I felt like I would never get out of any of those places. And yet somehow I just kept kind of moving on and moving up and yeah, so that's what got me back to Edmonton. And so I was there for two years. Um, and then I ran into the TSN vice president at the Great Cup in Edmonton in 2011. And they needed somebody to cover uh, Jennifer Hedger's maternity leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go to Toronto. That was never in the plans. Like, I, I know there's nothing about it that really... I have to be careful here what I yeah, say. Yeah, big time, big time. We can edit anything out. I like Alberta. I just couldn't envision moving to the big city of Toronto. And I, I guess honestly too, I didn't feel like I was good enough for TSN. Like I, I wasn't really into the NFL at all. Um, I don't know. I just was like, I'm, I'm happy in Edmonton, but he offered me the job and I felt like it was too big of an opportunity to say no to. So I oh. said yes. And I moved here and what was supposed to be a year has turned into nine years, basically. It's incredible. And yeah it's a beautiful mm-hmm. journey it's funny that you bring up um the one and only hedge there um because i think we do have a bit of a mutual friend somewhere along the line there but when i was growing up i really did want to be like on tsn like that was kind of the goal but my brother's friend sean mccormick okay hedge's husband or, yeah um i remember just watching him kind of grind through it he was in regina and where else was he, he was down south then he was back in Edmonton on a channel and then moved down to Toronto for sports center. And I was like, geez, what a grind. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like no way. But instead you're in a basement with two dudes in the COVID crisis <laughs> trying to, do a trying to pod, build yeah. a golf podcast. <laughs> it's funny how it all comes full circle. Oh, funny. Yeah. It, it is a grind for sure. Um, 
And I guess that's why, I mean, you, I run into so many people who are like, I would love to have your job. I would love to be on TV. And I say, are you willing to move away from home for four years and go work in the middle of nowhere covering garlic farms? Because <laughs> I'm trying to make that exciting. The beginning, right? Or, you know, even now, like I moved away from my family. I moved here. I didn't know anybody. Um, so there's, there's always ups and downs of every job, I guess. But uh, once you get through the sort of grinding part, it's, I have to say now I have it pretty good. It's pretty cushy. It's pretty good. Exactly. Well, I mean, it takes the time to get to where you need to be. And yeah, I think with something like being a sports broadcaster, I mean, you can climb quick or you can be gone. So for sure. Yep. And it's just that journey of like, yeah, finding your voice, I guess, in this medium where you're talking and communicating to like a, a massive audience that you don't specifically know. I'm sure. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know where, you were in your journey when you were like, okay, this is how I'm going to approach things. Like at my stories and this is, yeah. Right. Um, I think like when I moved to TSN or to Toronto, I was terrified of everything. Cause I guess I felt like I didn't belong here sort of. Um, so it was tough for me at the beginning to feel like I deserved to be here, I guess. And I didn't really think I was good enough. So it, was, it took me a while to get my confidence. And I wasn't that good. Like I, when you're talking about something that you don't know anything about, it's really hard to fake it. Mm -hmm. So it was tough in the first few years. Um, I just, I remember once like when Jay and Dan, like way in the beginning when they were on like at night and they were on in the morning and they were the big show, um, I filled in for Jay once I think so it was me and Dan and I felt like all this pressure to be funny and try and be like Jay and I just remember I was saying stupid things and trying to be somebody that I wasn't yeah and after like it, a little bit after I was like what like you can't you have to just figure out who you are and get really good at who you are and don't try and be anybody else because it just backfires so the faster you can figure that out the better off you will be I think at least that's what I found did you find it quite intimidating when you came in there and you were like, okay, I'm taking over Hedge's spot. Like the, the Hedge was like the female of TSN. Like <laughs> she was the alpha. <laughs> she is still the alpha. Like she's one of my best friends. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, I can't believe like I'm friends with Jennifer Hedger because she, and the same thing with Dutch, right? Like when Dutch was on, was it global in Edmonton? Yep. Global? Yep. I think it was called. Yeah. Like I used to watch him all the time. And then I walked to the newsroom and he's there with Jen and, it's yeah, I was starstruck for a very, very long time. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how many like broadcasters have come out of Edmonton when you look at TSN and Sportsnet. Honestly, that CTV job that I had was probably the most difficult job that I've had out of any of them. Like I worked really? the weekend shift, and Edmonton is such a hardcore sports town, mm -hmm. and we were CTV was really is really competitive, I guess, with Global and just the local scene like it was there were some weekends or some nights where I would be covering like the Oilers the Eskimos Bears the Pandas there'd be curling on there'd be NFL um and Edmonton is into all of it right and you're there by yourself on the weekends and it was just it was madness a lot of times so what I, it's a really tough job is what I'm saying so I'm not surprised that a lot of people come out of there because if you can't make it in Edmonton then you probably can't make it anywhere else right. that's like the ultimate test I feel anyway oh seriously I like I mean, Edmonton, Edmontonians are nuts totally yeah. <laughs> they'll pick you apart if you're not doing it the way that you should for sure oil kings too they were on all it was just like one thing after another every night but it was awesome like Edmund I love Edmonton because they're such a great sports town it's great yeah and it, it must be quite amazing when you watch like or even listen to the guys that have been on the radio or TV in Edmonton for so long. Like you look at like Stoffer. I mean, God, yeah. the guy's been on for like 20 years and yeah, he the, just rips people apart. Has no, When he used to be on like 630 after games, like I used to love just listening to the people call in and he would just sit there and argue with them and he still had a job. I mean, yeah. The rate. Do you guys remember John Short? Are you old enough oh, yeah. for John Short? <laughs> he, yeah, that was he way was back. In the day, I'm, I think I'm way older than you guys, but John Short was my guy back in the day who would take the calls after the Oiler games on the radio all the time. I forget if it was 630 Chad or 1260, one of those, but 1260 at the time. I think I used to fall asleep to that. Like, that's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would so literally just yeah, turn on the radio after the Oiler game and like, yeah, just drift off in with exactly. like a 90 minute what, sleep timer on my sweet, <laughs> sweet, whatever it was, Discman 
boom box. It's so crazy. Time has gone so far to where it's like, I just have a phone and Bluetooth and all that stuff used to exist. It is so weird. Hey, like I used to go to bed and I wouldn't know what the end of a game was. And I'd get up in the morning and I'd get the Edmonton journal off my front porch and I'd look up the score in the paper. Like it's, it's yeah. so different now. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You know, instantly cause you got an alert and like you have to roll blackout because all your buddies are in a group chat texting you the scores. And it's like, no, I'm trying to watch this later. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, cool. it's wild. Speaking of Edmonton, I saw one of your tweets last couple of days saying that you miss Connor McDavid. I miss Connor McDavid. How much besides then sports playing a role in your everyday life because of your job, how much do you miss sports being a fan? Yeah, it's, uh, it sucks. I'm I, for me, like, because I'm such a hockey fan, I love this time of year. Cause obviously it's playoffs, right. And it's mm-hmm. getting warmer out and not even playoffs, but like the run to the playoffs, like things in the NHL were so good. I like, there were so many teams right on the bubble and there were so many good races. Like such an exciting so I, season. I totally miss that. And the playoffs. Um, and even the NBA now, like I'm a way bigger NBA fan than I used to be. The Raptors I love, I feel like they're such a likable team. And I really felt like they were, they were going to surprise a lot of teams this year. Like they still weren't getting a lot of credit, even though they were such a good team this year, their defense is so good. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's really disappointing to you not to see uh, what they're doing. I mean, who knows? We still might see some version of the playoffs somehow, but uh, yeah, those the playoff atmosphere, like it's the best. So I'm, I'm really missing that. I'm right just, now. I'm tired of the Raptors not getting the credit that they're due. And I don't understand what it takes to make a schedule. But like when you have like shit teams on like Oklahoma, like I don't care about Oklahoma city playing the Indiana Pacers. Where are the champs? You know, that kind of like, I still feel they don't, like you said, they do not get the, were you there? For Kawhi's shot, I was not. No, oh, I thought you might have been. Where I was, I'm going to admit this to you guys. I yeah. don't tell a lot of people, but now everyone's going to know. I didn't see the shot <gasps> because I was in Jasper for my brother's wedding, and I got kind of confused with the time change. And I was paying attention to the wedding and stuff, and I was like, "Oh God, the game's on!" And I turned on Twitter or whatever the TV, and I had just missed it. It was all over. <laughs> So I can't, I don't even have a good story about that's the a good story. That's you were in Jasper at a wedding, right? If you're on Alberta territory, any excuse is acceptable here, right? Family over the shot. Yes, that's what we. I missed it too. It's all right. I mean, you catch the highlights. So do I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't here. How could I watch it? Like, don't worry about it. It's pretty funny. I know it's a big deal if you miss the shot, but you're right. If you're not there, then it's it's kind of different, I guess. Yeah. But it's exciting that it just it even happened, right? Like. I get so anxious. I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan. And, like, I remember growing up, my dad would just, like, he couldn't watch. Like, he physically couldn't because he'd be getting so stressed because he's like, you're better than this. Quit doing it like this. Okay, I'm out. I'll just check the score later because, like, I'd rather rip the Band-Aid off than, like, bleed myself with a thousand paper cuts, right? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, but, like, it's nice to be a part of that moment. Like, I remember watching when the Raptors actually won it and, like, yeah, the energy there, and it was nice to be there with Canada celebrating. Did you you guys feel like I was in Edmonton earlier in the playoffs, and I felt like there were people who were into it. Like, sometimes in Toronto, you're obviously in this bubble, right, and everyone is so into it here, but I, I wasn't sure if people across the country we're into it. Do you feel like people in Edmonton were like, we went up to Loved the bar it. one night and everybody was, which I was super happy to see, but everybody, I'll, go, I'll go above and beyond that. <clears throat> I was living in Sydney when that was going on. And even Australia was getting into the Raptors. Awesome. Really? Like it was shocking. Like seeing people walk around with like Leonard jerseys and the hats. I'm like, sick. You're a bandwagon guy. Like there's <laughs> no way you'd be cheering for the Raptors. If they weren't where they were. like, Boy, let's go Raptors. Yeah. You go anywhere outside of the country and it's like, especially out in North America, it's like Golden State, yeah. Chicago jerseys, Laker jerseys. That's it. Yeah. And to see Raptors jerseys down there, you're like, this is sick. Like, it's actually like pushed upon everyone right now. Like, Global Kawhi game. just made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that for sure had to do with Kawhi. Absolutely. It was ridiculous. Going back to then, if we can tie back into golf, you said you've only played for a number of years, Natasha. Now, I'll admit something to you that 
I'd have admitted to many people. I slid into your DMs once, one in order to acquire this interview, and I couldn't have been happier. Two, I did it years ago. You put a picture up on Instagram, and you were pegging it at the Royal Mayfair with your brother. I'll never forget because I was volunteering there at the time. And so I was allowed to play here and there. And my buddy, uh, we call him a lot of things, but in order now that I've mentioned it, my buddy Jeremy was like, boys, guess who we got coming down today? Alberta's very own Natasha. I said, bro, you got to let me hang out by the putting green. I got to join who she playing with, playing with her brother. I said, dude, right? I'd love to, because I wanted to ask you some questions. You know, back then, Natasha, this has been this. I hope it does. It, now, as you say it out loud, this comes off super bad for myself. <laughs> it's not I'm a great look, to be honest. We got to edit this out, <laughs> Natasha. Oh, my goodness. But the point of the story is, is that you have been involved then in golf for a number of years. You like to, how did you enjoy your round at the Royal Mayfair that time? And where else around the Edmonton region do you also like to get down when you're back in town? So it's funny with the Mayfair, actually, because when I was in high school slash university, the guy that I was dating at the time worked at the Mayfair. So he used to play all the time and I would go with him and just ride around in the cart with him. I don't know why I didn't play, but I just would, would like ride around and he would go like after hours or whenever they let like the back shop guys like work there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, whenever they let them play. So I would I was at the Mayfair all the time, but I never actually played it. Um, so then now when I'm golfing, I was like, Ooh, Mayfair is like a pretty big deal. Right. So my brother, yeah, my brother golfs too a ton. Um, and was he working there too at the time? I think he was just working. Like he has like a normal nine to five job, but he was also like, I'm going to go rake the bunkers at the Mayfair just so I can play there every once in a while. Nice so anyways, we went out for a round. Ditto. Um, it was bloody cold. I'll say that, but it's still uh, beautiful. Yeah. So I played the Mayfair. I played um, Blackhawk by okay, the river down there, which was really nice. nice. I really enjoyed that. But other than those, two, I feel like I'm missing one more that I can't remember. But unfortunately, I haven't played a ton. I was actually looking on one of your guys' Instagrams uh, or stories. Oh, I know. You were at um, Victoria playing for some tournament or something, I think. Oh, geez. I the 2019 Giggles Invitational Birthday Bash sponsored mm -hmm. by Jackson Labs. Yes, that and was Bud uh, Light. And Bud Light, <laughs> Bud Light Lime. And, and Fire the City Fireball. of Edmonton. Something like that. But I actually lived right down there, right in the Grandin area. I, I still have a condo there. And so I, I'm in the River Valley all the time, but I haven't golfed Victoria yet. It's just a city course, but I would still love to golf there. Like I, that's where I go to the range all the time. Now when I go back to Edmonton, it's down there. I love it in that area. It's great. I love Vic. It's the best. Like it's the poor man's version of the Royal, right? Like, but being in the city, just in that spot with those trees, like, yep, there's something to it. It's just a peaceful place to be. When we went out there, we ended up playing like a six hour round and we just decided we were going to join everyone up into like one giant eight ball. Not the kind that you party with, but like <laughs> just now that we're mindful Whoops. of the things we're well, yeah, saying. Yeah, I got to be mindful the way that uh, my speech came out earlier for but, sure. You got to double check and mind your P's and Q's. After that, we were all gung ho this year that we were going to start having big groups of people go out and play golf together. Obviously, now that's kind of like. Maybe yeah. let's just let two people go play and keep their distance. But yeah, we'll take you out to the Victoria. If you're ever in town and want to play golf, we'll, we'll yeah. do that. We'll set up a battle. If a uh, funny story, if, and when you do come home, the literature in order to promo Edmonton golf courses this year, you will find me and Tom on yeah. the billboards because we volunteered for a photo shoot yeah, actually. down at Victoria for everything. So we're going to hopefully touch wood yeah. we're on the side of a bus. Or some sort of bench for sure saying, come on down yeah. to all the city of Edmonton golf courses. Yes. So uh, not that we have that much pull, but we might be able to do something for you, Natasha. I'm not on a billboard. So, um, yeah. If you can we could probably on, change that awesome. as well, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we can make it. We just guess. Photoshop your face on, on mine when Cody's hitting the ball. And then, <laughs> wow, it'll be funny. So then along with then, Natasha, I'll keep it rolling because I got a lot of things to ask you as someone You've now found time, and another thing that I've seen you do over the number of years that every Wednesday you find time in order to whip something up. How did Whip It Up Wednesday come about? So, yeah, basically, um, I'm a bit of a baker. I don't know. My mom bakes. I guess I just kind of grew up watching her bake, and I would just do it randomly. I don't know, cookies, cakes, like whatever. And then 
when I moved to Toronto, obviously I work the night shift all the time. So I have the day to do kind of whatever I want. And I had a lot of free time and I had just sort of gotten in, on Instagram not that long ago. So I started baking a few things. I'd bring them into the newsroom. People would eat them because I don't like to eat all the stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would post it and people seem to really like every time I posted it. So then I just decided to make it more consistent and I invented Whip Up Wednesday, Whip It Up Wednesday, um, just as a way to be on Instagram that wasn't like shooting selfies or whatever. Like it was just a good way to put content on there. Yeah, make yourself accountable to your talent of baking. Exactly. So I did that for two years and then I got to be a lot of work doing it every single week. So now I changed it to whip it up whenever. So now I do it like whenever I want, which now I'm doing it like almost every second day because I have nothing else to do. But uh, yeah, it's a little less than whip it up Wednesday. So what are some of like the most favorite treats you've whipped up for the TSN crew? What are the ones that they just go ape wild for? They're a pretty easy group to please. They're guys. I was going to say, it's not difficult. Yeah. It's like whatever I bring in, it's, it's usually, um, actually when something doesn't get eaten, then I get like, really like, Oh God, it must be like horrible. If not, everyone's like eating it immediately. Cause usually they just gobble up whatever I bring in. So who gets the drunkest at the company <laughs> golf tournaments, Natasha? Uh, is that something you can answer, or should I just bypass that and go on to the <laughs> next question, wondering if Uncle Bob does eat everything that you do bring in? Big fan of Mr. McKenzie. Huge, huge <laughs> fan, fan of Bob. I just wanted to let you know that if the you Bob can pass, father. Send our regards. Big time. Bob is a Bob is a great guy. He is um, he's just like he is on TV. He's awesome. Yep. I hope you guys. I hope you get to meet him someday because you know what? All I I know everybody says this, but like I love so many of the people I work with are awesome, and they're exactly the same way they are as you see them on TV. They're just normal, down to earth people. Who there's actually a lot of pretty hardcore partiers at TSN, um, <laughs> but they're a fun group to hang out with there's a lot of golfers too which is awesome so you're saying o'toole gets the drunkest okay cool we'll move <laughs> the, on from the there. irishman <laughs> makes sense honestly i'd have to think hard about who is the top partier because there's a lot of people who'd be in the running <laughs> any given sunday right someone nice. could tip the scales now i i do have to ask this like i i'm a huge like avid podcast listener i'm kind of obsessed to be honest um, I have moved away from like the TV watching in the last little while, but what is your opinion like of all these sports podcasts coming out in the last few years and not stealing the show by any means, but like kind of diverting the attention. Like you look at spit and chicklets and Tim and Sid, and then even Jay and Dan have their own pod. Like, I mean, How do you is think that changing into- your mind to try and push towards pods more often? Or you're like, no, I'm gung ho and just sticking with the basic with, like TSN and just sticking with that. Yeah, I'm a little bit old school that way. I haven't really jumped onto the podcast thing like a lot of people have. Um, like Spit and Chicklets, I just recently have listened to a couple of episodes and I don't know, maybe it's not totally my kind of humor necessarily, it's right? It's certainly a little <laughs> like, different. I, I don't know, like they have great stories. Um, I, I need to listen to a few more episodes to see if I really like it, but I'm still kind of, I'm still a TV watcher. I haven't yeah. listened to a ton of sports podcasts, to be honest. Probably a big reason for that too, is because the car that I drove not that recently or recently that I just gave up, I had for 10 years and there's no Bluetooth in it. So I can really listen to podcasts in my car. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do that. So I'm a little late to the podcast party. Yeah, I just because I whenever I do watch TSN, like or even not just TSN, but sports channels in general, uh, I've even seen it in local channels. But I've seen them using like slang from certain podcasts. And I'm like, oh, okay, like they're picking this up. Like I think right. they've kind of gotten to that point where they're searching for something, especially in the local ones, like trying to stay relevant. Yeah. So outside of sports, baking, Edmonton. What other kind of things are you interested in? Because I know we're a podcast review club over here, basically, and there's a wealth of knowledge. So maybe we can give you some advice on on things that might be more in your territory now that you're getting into a car with Bluetooth, right? I know Joe Rogan, if you've ever, he's got a lot of interesting stuff with like neuroscientists and people about just all sorts of crazy stuff. 
I have listened to him a couple of times and I was pleasantly surprised actually. I thought this was going to suck, but you're right. He has on some really good guests and I've, I've enjoyed his podcast. Um, the Malcolm Gladwell one, the revisionary yeah. history, I forget what it's Revisionist called. history. Yes, there it is. Um, I've listened to that one quite a bit while I've been working on my puzzles. Okay. You don't have so, to say that with your head hang low. You do not have to hang your head low, Natasha. But other than that, you know, I just, I guess I just don't even know where to start with them. Like, I don't know where to find. Are you into history podcasts? They're so bad. They're so long. It's like, I, I don't know. I just don't know how to find the good ones, whatever the good ones are, I guess. So yeah, if you guys can enlighten me, that would be awesome. I can I give, can give you, you a, a shameless plug right now, but I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. going, that's going the sure. podcast, right? I'll start with yours for sure after this episode. Uh, yeah, you could for sure. We had the uh, head teaching professional from Medina Golf and Country Club on, Eva Rogers, recently. We had three-time PGA Tour winner Scott Stallings on recently, along with a tons of good content. couple of PGA Tour caddies, if you're looking to hear about behind the scenes. But that's a shameless plug. And I've never done that before. I just had to make up for my last rant that I went on. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> plug i'm i'm on the podcast so you can try and sell it to me obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the other episode. so oh, good. Uh, you've been uh, with tsn now since 2011 i believe um been to a ton of sporting events seeing what i'd like to know some amazing things but what has been the best sporting event that you have seen since being with tsn or your favorite to be fair um well, I I wish I had a list of all these things. I mean, I've been to the Masters three times now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Do you mind telling us about that experience? You were a 2000. You saw Tigers. I yeah. sure did. And never <laughs> in my life did I ever think I would even go to one Masters, never mind three. Like, I'm almost embarrassed when I tell people because I just. I don't, I'm so lucky that I've had a chance to go. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I have a friend who works for Labatt and he takes his clients every year and I get to tag along. So I've been three times. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. You guys have never been, I'm assuming. Never been privileged enough to go. Seven times. Where, that's a complete lie. That's but, a complete yeah. lie. Yeah, that's a complete lie. That. Right to your face, Natasha. The closest I've been is I hold a bag of 2014 chips on T-shirt. my mantle in my house <laughs> unopened that people keep asking me to open to try, but I can't because they're master's chips. I should bring you guys some stuff because I every time I've gone, I buy stuff from the gift shop and I don't know what I'm buying. I'm just buying things because you feel like you need to buy <laughs> That's exactly what I would do closet like coats and the yellow flags and i have the chairs that we sat in and i don't really know what to do with them so i'll bring you guys something when i come to edmonton uh, wow if you're yeah, if, you're, if you're bored and you want to do something if you want to take a picture of something that you got around and tag us in it that'd be sick to see a little bit of your collection natasha okay i can do that <laughs> Nino, Nino, yeah. we're gonna have cool. to touch base off air because we may even have to purchase some of this stuff off <laughs> yeah. you because I got a big basement. Yeah. I'd like to fill it with something here. We're in the middle of a fitness competition that it's it's, it's beat us up in the first few days, but we have some prizes that we don't quite know what we're going to give away at the <laughs> end. We're marketing it as it's going to be very specific to the winner, right? And we right. like as this conversation unfolds, and this is where I'm crazy is I'm just like, yeah, any anyone will love a master's thing. So maybe there's there's something to work out there. Hey, thanks for coming on, Natasha. We'd love to just email transfer you $75. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that fly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of control. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's, it's, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I have some glasses, like drinking glasses. I have playing cards. I don't um, know. I go you were legitimately cards. one of those people that went nuts in there. I just, you kind of do. It's like a frenzy. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. in there, right? Yeah. And Here's my just, card. I'm just going to fill a bag. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, that's where they get you, right? Like, the food at the concessions are really cheap. Like, the sandwiches yeah. and everything, they're, like, $2. But then you go to the gift shop, and then it's just, it's bad. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Is a pimento and cheese sandwich as good as they say it is? No, right? but it's not that bad either. Like, you have to have one. You have one, and then... Yeah. 
then you have all the other stuff like the Georgia peach ice cream sandwiches are good. And no. there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Georgia peach <laughs> ice cream sandwiches. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, that answered the, wow. Yeah. Chris, great question. Yeah. Three, I had no, three masters. That's incredible. Natasha. I was supposed to go this year too, but this whole Corona thing kind of put a dent in those plans. So if, if it happens in November, like they're saying it might, um, then I might have a chance to go in November, which would be cool, yeah. I think, to go in the fall. That'd be Absolutely. beautiful. I, I think bet. it'd be amazing to see if you had the chance. I mean, it'd be a completely different golf course. Mm-hmm. It'd be beautiful. You'd also be invited because we're going to do one more shameless plug for the podcast are, while are we, we're here. We? Yeah, a little bit. Like, we're planting the seed. Um, Parksy has been really pushing for a pro-am. So at some point in life here, and I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to say the Masters started with one tournament, right? That's and that one tournament grew to two tournaments. And I don't know how long it's been around, but like the Canadian well, Masters is what I'm getting at. It got built in 35, finished in 35, so right after that. Yeah, so 95 years? Yeah, let's call it that. Something like that. My math is bad right not now because I'm on the spot on a podcast. Sorry, 35. folks, right? Um, but yeah, that's it. You'll be invited to our okay. our masters when we kick this pro am off at Tobiano. I'm hoping. That's uh, that's kind of how I got into golf. I would say eventually is because I ended up getting invited to so many tournaments when I started working at TSN that I was like, okay, I need to start actually taking lessons and figure this out so I don't make an ass of myself every time I go to these tournaments. How did you like develop your skill? Did you just start? I'm going to go to the range today and get a small bucket with a one club and hit that a few times. Or was it pitch and putt or just straight out on the lessons. golf course lessons? Like how'd that journey look? It was lessons because I remember even, I guess not until I actually bought my first set of clubs. Cause I remember even when I was in Yorkton in Saskatchewan, I would go to the driving range by myself and just hit balls. And then I, I got a few lessons there, but it's hard. It's a hard sport to get into it or I felt like it was hard because I didn't have a bit anyone to mm-hmm. play with and if you don't have clubs like it's I don't know it's not like you can just pick up a basketball and go to a hoop and start shooting around golf is a bit more complicated I guess right but when I was here in Toronto I, I met someone who started giving me lessons and then I finally bought my own set of clubs and I was like all right now I can do this I'm committed and then a ton of people at TSN also golf. Um, so now during the day, especially a bunch of the girls, they all golf. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So now that's now how I got into it is because I have people to golf with, I guess. That's sweet. Who's that's your cool. who's your usual foursome that you play with? You play with Lindsay Hamilton, right? Um, Lindsay plays a little bit. Yep. She just started. I play a lot with uh, Laura Dykin, uh, Tessa Benham, Jennifer Hedger, and there's a girl who works um, she's a production assistant kind of behind the scenes. Her name is Carrie. So the five of us kind of are always interchanging. And what, what courses do you regularly visit in the area? Um, I kind of bounce around just wherever, kind of just wherever. Like I, I know a few people now. I have a few connections so I can get on to courses. Humble brag. It's actually ridiculous though, because I started taking lessons at a course called Islington, which is one of the most beautiful courses in Toronto. And then I was taking lessons at another place called um, the pro assistant pro. He worked at a course called Magna where they actually had the women's um, Canadian open at Magna, yep. which is a beautiful course. Um, so I've been pretty fortunate to play there, but I just, yeah, I, I kind of bounce around from public courses to the private ones, wherever. What would you say your strongest aspect of your game is? Is it putting, mm-hmm. hitting the driver, mm-hmm. sand shots? I would say I'm I'm my most consistent aspect would be off the tee. I'm pretty I'm good with my driver. After that, my short game is horrific. It's not good, guys. It's a tough part <laughs> well, of the game, right? It's a tough part of the game. We've, okay. we've said that we can help with Wikipedia. We've said that we can help with a billboard. Gosh dang it, Natasha, believe it or not, we can also help with lessons. Tom had volunteered with some juniors. He picked up some things, <laughs> him and I, and if we established the fundamentals, as you know, grip, stance, and posture, we should be able to get you. I think we could, for sure. So I have never, I've yet to break 100. I'm like 102, 103, and I'm like, if I would That's just... That's not bad. Pack That's good. Like, it's right there. It's yeah. right there, but I just, yeah, yeah. I, I just got- can't get over 
for the hump. I got a guy sitting next to me who's otherwise known as Kid Nippy. Um, probably the best short game player I know. So Cody can help uh, you out. Don't worry. I'm the best short game player ever, Natasha. <laughs> I am the worst player with oh, anything. Like, yeah. Tell me I was cited there for no, real. Any, anything no, really he's actually really that good. Anything with long irons. We go with like a three to six and maybe a three wood we can't hit. But if you want someone that can hit a driver and three wedges, then I'm basically a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Except for everything in between from there, like, but yeah, look look forward to getting out with you, Natasha, at Victoria. It's gonna be a step down from the places you've mentioned from out in Toronto, but I've got a Beautiful. couple passes I got from our photo shoot, be able to use for sure in exchange for that master's stuff that we need for the winter. Deal, <laughs> I'm there. Yep, let's do it. I like it. Perfect. But. I mean, we don't want to keep you too long. I mean, we don't. We could. Natasha, do you have any? Wait, yeah. Natasha, you got any TSN? questions for us? Let's throw it to you for the first time ever. We've never asked a guest if they have any questions for us. We'll give you the opportunity <laughs> to ask us a question. Ooh, okay. How did your one. podcast start, and where do you want to take it? So, I'll let Chris tell you where it started. Yeah, he's the podcast started actually in Sydney. Um, I kind of was going to school i needed to start up a business and i was like okay look tom and i had talked about doing something in golf for a while kind of wanted to do a podcast and i was like let's just do a golf podcast like we know enough we we can chat about it for days and then it kind of kicked off and we started it on the u.s open last year and tom was sitting in his car i was sitting in my bed we did it over the phone it was like the scratchiest piece of junk i'd ever heard but hey Keeps getting right. listens too. Yeah, you yeah. should go back episode one. It's a real good doozy, <laughs> Natasha. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't recommend it if you're going to get into it. But uh, no, we want to take it to essentially kind of be like Canada's golf podcast and just kind of grow from there. But I mean, I think the Western Canadian market is really good to kind of work on with golf because, as you know, especially within Edmonton and BC, it's golf crazy out here. And yep. I don't think it's very difficult to attract an audience um but yeah it's growing it's especially with in the u.s it's growing a lot so that's all we can hope for and just got to keep pushing out and get guests on like you so this is where i'm gonna raise my hand and this is where the creative differences tend to roost their heads because i want to be this this thing to be a, a global golf podcast well, of course. that started in Canada. Yeah, he gets mad at the right? hashtag yeah, Canada's yeah. golf podcast. Always gets mad. Yeah, it's it's not mad. It's just focused, right? Like I think what we're doing here is like bringing a lot of different experiences to people through the lens of a golfer, right? And I think that you lived in Australia, golf over there, Asia, a lot of people love golf. Europe, obviously. North America, they love golf, so let's bring people together. We did a podcast with a guy in the UK last week, shared that bond over golf. He inspired me to work out, but like, we're from Canada. It's our the Canadian in us that approaches this curiosity that we go into things and we explore it. We're open minded, but like at the end of the day, we have feelings towards things, and we're not afraid to share it, which is what gets people excited because it's like if you don't have that then you're kind of just all over the place, right? At least that's my view. Okay. That's a lot more of an answer than I think you were expecting, but that's a nice answer. one. Yeah, hey, that's solid. a nice one. I didn't even see that coming, Natasha. That doesn't leave much room for me. <clears throat> um, oh, wow, where geez. it comes full circle, right? Dreams, it's good. It's, good. Yeah, it's, it's cool, Natasha. I'm small brain like these cats know. They always get mad at me for saying it, but as far as golf and what it is, it's just an opportunity to get on a Zoom call with someone that you see on TV every day at coffee time and just be able to spend 55 minutes on the human level to be able to get to know somebody a little bit better so that maybe if I ever run into you at Savon in Strathcona, that we can be like, hey, remember that time, right? You know, so just rather than being starstruck, I can say hi or not or, yeah, just, yeah, get to know people, individuals on the human level. Cool. And with that, like and with that said. The, I have one more question too, though. What is your guy, what is each of your favorite course that you've played? Chris? I, I You know what? I, I played like shit there, but like I. I think we all might have the actual the same answer. It's probably Tobiano. 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 Probably Tobiano. Yeah. What's that? In Kamloops. 
It'll be. It, we're trying to arrange it for the site of our first our first four jack pro am. And if you've never been outside of Kamloops to Tobiano, it's the best place on earth. Huh. It it's it's it it's feels un, like you're it's on un, Mars. It's unbelievable when you stand on the clubhouse, Natasha. You stand outside. You've just finished lunch, and you're looking over the water. And in front of you, you can see the driving range and the tenth tee. And there's like 16 more holes in front of you that you cannot see. It's the craziest optical delusion ever, <laughs> ever. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Tobiana, I'll, I'll throw some pictures up on the gram for you. Tag you in it. They're awesome. We got the drone out there last year. So, yeah, super neato. We went out there, drove all night, slept in the parking lot of Tim Hortons, woke Tom up. drove all night. Went and played golf. Took us eight and a half hours to play 18 after filming, doing the drone. I ended up shooting 91 and, like, I had heartbreak in my life that day, but I'm super grateful for the opportunity yeah, to have seen yeah, that Natasha, ground. If you want to go onto YouTube and search the Four Jack podcast, you'll see a video yeah. called 91 and 90, and it's Tom shooting 91 on 90 minutes of sleep, and it's a montage of every single shot he hit at Tobiano. There's a couple bad ones for yeah. sure. <laughs> There's a couple bad ones. <laughs> but yeah, fav- favorite course, Tobiano, 100% in the city, Royal, Royal Mayfair, Blackhawk, Petroleum. Cardiff favorite in the city is easy for me Belvedere man that's my home track like I will say I love it I got a couple favorites down in Arizona I played uh Seven Canyons in Sedona which was pretty insane as well just like the rocks and what they have going on down there from a landscape perspective really just took my breath away like this the crazy red rocks with the like green trees that contrast was just insane um Dinosaur Mountain out in Gold Canyon in Arizona was pretty cool. That kind of works its way through the hills. And uh, there's a couple neat tee shots. And I got to give a shout out to Los Sendas because that place I played Home golf track. there literally every single day for like two and a half years. I would hit balls. Like I turned their member like banquet hall into my office for two years and like <laughs> just would pick golf hardcore. It was bad. Loved it though. Do you guys get out to the uh, mountain courses a lot, like Jasper, Banff at all? I used all? to when I was younger. I used to go playing Golden a lot. I loved going okay. out there. I, I think that's sneakily actually one of the best courses in the Rockies. It's, okay. I hate it. Really? Yeah, I hate it. What? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to be that guy and just come on and just wow. absolutely kill it, but I hate it. Sorry. Oh. Maybe right. it was just the time of day I played. Maybe it was just a bad. Maybe just something killed I ate. my spirit. Maybe it was something I ate. But go on. <laughs> yeah. so, so, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> joking. That's so funny. Joking, joking. But once again, Natasha, we can't thank you enough for giving us your time. I know that uh, you're super busy with everything going on right now. So, yeah. Thanks for bearing <laughs> with us on this journey. This is awesome, you guys. No, I'm. Uh, I'm super. Um, it's nice of you that you reached out. It's so super cool that you guys did. And this was great. I'm glad I said yes. It was super fun. Great. Glad appreciate you had a good time. We're I looking forward to having you back too. on again when sports are actually going and we can chat about something that's relevant. I'll talk uh, about anything because truly I don't watch that much sports. I've been, on, <laughs> I've been on YouTube watching a lot of like U.S. Open Masters final rounds. That's I'm getting connected with the old history. There's a lot to learn I from. I hate it. Yeah, it's actually good for me, right? Like, <laughs> truly. I love it. But thank you again, Natasha. You're welcome, guys. All right, we'll talk to you. Bye, Natasha. Bye, Natasha. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Actor of Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Cut it. There we go. Thanks, Natasha. Yeah, thanks. Have you, you, guys, do you have a sponsor?